0: Hello, world. It's the ladies of Nerditude. My name's Francine. And I'm Jill. And this week we are jumping back into Supernatural with season eight. Yes. Very exciting. Um, in real time, they just wrapped up season 13 recently, so mm-hmm. we're really only five seasons behind. Yeah, see if we're cruising right along.
1: <laughs> we'll get caught up at n- some point. Maybe, Maybe by season, you know, 20. Yeah, or
0: <laughs> like episode 500. I don't even know.
1: yeah but that's okay yeah I'm I'm with them till the end of the road it's true
0: it's true and it's really nice to see them sort of keeping it fresh and like keeping new things and also paying homage to what's already happened because they've got so many episodes we're up to what like close to 300 200 and T- crazy yeah. number,
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot. Two hundred and crazy huge number. Like if you wanted to marathon it in a weekend, <laughs> you you couldn't.
0: No, I think it would take you probably like a week at least of watching like straight. Like yeah, I was tw- gonna say no sleeping. No, like twenty four hours a day, no breaks. Like it is on all the time, and you might do might, it. In it a might week. even take longer than
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even do that math. I don't want to do that math. I don't. <laughs> I don't like math. So am i kidding but i like that even at the end of season 13 they were keeping me interested yeah yeah and guessing and oh my godding so (laughs) yeah i might have might have flipped out a little bit so um but we're gonna talk about season eight which actually will have things that pop up in season 13 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we'll leave those alone and pretend we don't know that that's going to happen yet, but um I think season eight is where they started to pick back up mm-hmm. the steam after, you know, all the stuff that was season six. <laughs> I mean, season seven was all right, but this is, like, I think where they were hitting their stride again, so yeah. um what was your favorite arc for
0: season eight? I think my favorite arc would have to be Kevin's.
1: Oh, I love Kevin.
0: I I really... I loved his character growth in this season. I think he was struggling a lot last season with like (laughs) a little (laughs) like you might do, you know, Um, but he had a lot of like growing to do and sort of accepting his role as a prophet and, and kind of realizing that his life isn't what he thought it was going to be. And I think is anybody's well, yeah, exactly. And he kind of had to like have that moment where his world was drastically changed last season and he was sort of in denial about it like no no I can go back to my old life like I just have to do this thing and then like I I can still salvage everything oh honey (laughs) (laughs) my life will be okay after the Winchesters came into it and I, I think this season is the one where he like really realizes that that's not gonna be how it goes um and that kind of causes him to embrace being the hero. Like he gets to or he he has to step up and kind of accept that his old life is kind of over. And that's that's sad cuz nobody wants to lose like their, you know, career and school and their girlfriend and their mom. Well, you had such a plan. Yeah.
1: But it was and too
0: that's the biggest wrench mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. And he, he really just needed to kind of accept and like let go of the things that he was trying to hold on to from his old life. And I think that's really his journey of the season is to kind of like be strong, even amongst all that loss and all that change and like everyone kind of vying for him and like needing him to do stuff good, bad and different it was a tough journey for him but i i really i feel like he was the heart of the season because he He was he was rallying around kevin Mm -hmm. yeah love it and that made me feel i don't know like really close to him like i just wanted to take care of him well he was gonna you know he's uh
1: becoming the other winchester Mm -hmm. i think like they they were taking care of him like you said and they were very protective of Mm him
0: with good reason with I was going to say,
1: even if he hadn't been a prophet, though, I feel like they still would have been like, oh, Kevin, Mm -hmm. let
0: us take care of you. Yeah. And maybe they feel a little bit responsible for (laughs) messing up his life. Understandably. You know, it kind of is like they come into your life and things sort of go haywire for at least a while. (laughs) So I think they kind of saw it with like this kid. That was just so, like, preciously normal and, like, not normal, but, like, so conventional. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, he just had this safe life where he was, he had everything scheduled and everything was planned. And then, nope, that's just not how life works.
1: Nope. It is not in this (laughs) this particular television program. That's not going to go good for Kevin, but I... It's just little things about Kevin that like when, when he went and got his tattoo with his mom' he was just like <laughs> you adorable little munchkin. oh my God, I love him.
0: yeah, he's still definitely getting hit upside the head with stuff that he's just not prepared for. <laughs> no nope. that was hilarious. <laughs> things he can't really handle but luckily at that time he had his mom with him. yeah and I I love Mrs. Tran. she was so cool. She is a badass this I season. Like, she she kind of almost steps into the world, the crazy-ass world of the Winchesters better than he does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, okay, let's do this. I like when they tell her that her son's a prophet, and she's just like, hmm, okay, <laughs> just rolling with it. And then they try to get her to a safe house, and she said, no, 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 I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my son.
0: That's and where she belongs. Yeah. With her family. And I appreciate her stepping up and being the tiger mommy, you know? Yes. <laughs> and like just sort of saying, Okay, so I gotta get this tattoo and I gotta do this thing, and like, so we're gonna go to an auction full of like human souls and monsters. All right. Let's and do this. Thor's hammer. <laughs> it's all fine. Yes, Thor's hammer had a little cameo this season. Which, that made me
1: <laughs> so happy
0: because of course it was Sam who could pick it up. Mm-hmm. It's the hair. It is. <laughs> It's the hair. Totally. He, it was like seeing a glimpse of what could have been had he mm-hmm. ever been cast as Thor. And I was like, I see it.
1: I would have still been, I would have been even more about Marvel <laughs> if he would have been Thor and Jensen would have been Cap. I mean, you I love see them it as it is. The Chrises <laughs> are wonderful, but that would have been amazing. Too. I
0: can see it. There's somewhere out there. There is that fan fiction, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And if absolutely. there's not, someone please write it and send it to us because... <laughs> I'd read that. I would so read that. That's that's actually genius. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think Kevin was my favorite story arc overall mm-hmm. this season. It just... I don't know. It, it feels special. It just... It holds this like it little does. place in my heart.
1: And, and he's important <laughs> later, too. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> the journey How is only beginning.
0: <laughs> Let us count the ways. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Who was your favorite story arc, or like your favorite story this season?
1: There were a lot of stories.
0: Oh my god, so many.
1: So, <laughs> even though it's going to sound biased, I'm going to pick the one that I felt carried into the later seasons the mm-hmm. best, and that had the most impact. Mm-hmm. So that would be Castiel's story. <laughs> I'm shocked. I know. <laughs> he does go through a lot. He does go through a lot. There's that whole purgatory thing mm-hmm. where he was doing penance for playing God. Yeah. Um, I think he learned. Yeah. But I think like when you... Okay. I'm trying to think how I want to say this. <laughs> when Dean comes back from purgatory mm-hmm. in his head... um he has it in his mind that he let go of Cass on accident yeah. and that it was his fault that Cass got left there. Mm-hmm. So Dean like beats himself up over this. Like you do. Like you do. Like he does. Like you do. Specifically. <laughs> when you're Dean Winchester, you beat yourself up over everything. Mm-hmm. But then when Cass does come back, he's like, no, no, no. I let go and told you to go on without me. But like Dean had chosen to Reframe that memory in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And so I think it shows a lot about their friendship. Mm-hmm. She's doing air quotes. If you can't hear them, if you can't hear that <laughs> subtext. I'll turn it up. Um, but I think it's it's starting to show a lot more about how much he values them over his own species. Yeah, his own like actual brothers. He's making uh, bless his socks (laughs) he makes bad decisions but again with the best intentions Mm -hmm. and this time he's also gotten brainwashed yeah there are factors outside his control we also find out this is not the first time this has happened to him Mm -hmm. so because chuck built him differently they knew so the other angels have taken advantage of that before um and so they decide they're going to rewire him because what better way to take out Dean Winchester than to have his best friend kill huh. him? I can't. I so, cannot. <laughs> but I think this arc shows a lot about how angels are dicks.
0: A hundred percent. How yes. they
1: treat each other. Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to do that to each other, what are they willing to do to people? Yeah. Um. I think it shows a lot about what does it take for Chuck to come back.
0: hmm. Also and a good point. Yeah. Like. you know
1: because um, i mean dick roman wasn't enough no no and everything and so i think it also is a testament to how strong castiel's character is when he does break through that barrier and he's like i'm not gonna do this so i feel like it shows a lot about the the angel mythology and it mm-hmm. also introduces us to one of our big bads naomi yeah um which you know it's kind of cool it's a woman <laughs> even though maybe she's not like the best woman that ever was (laughs) but I don't know I like it yeah so and we were talking about the heartbreaking scene in which Cass has to kill Dean over and over and (sighs) over again that one still hurts me it's it's bad but you can tell like he can he's not happy about it but he can kill those ones but when he sees the real one he he can't
0: Mm -hmm. yeah the, the facsimile that Naomi created it it doesn't have Dean's soul. It doesn't have Dean's heart. So it's different to Cass and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just cause they're like really good friends. They're just, they're just friends. It's okay. And they're like brothers, they're family. Totally. Totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it really, it does show like how much he commits to them and like how mm. much he's like, it, I don't matter. It's not about me. That's his problem with
1: it going into later seasons is he cares about everybody Mm -hmm. way more than he ever cares about himself.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like very non-angely of him, honestly. Well,
1: and I think it it shows him in contrast to the other angels too, as he was built differently.
0: Yeah. Like we don't even, we don't even have any archangels this year who we thought were like the biggest assholes, you know, of heaven, like... Oh, those guys are the super nukes of of like horribleness, but they do pretty well on their own. Well, Naomi is like a different kind of scary. Mm-hmm. She's corporate scary. Yeah, like Zachariah was corporate scary, but she's even more invested in like making it right for what she Quote thinks unquote, is right. Making it right, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's ugh, it's gross.
1: It is, and. Just, like, by the end of the season, you just, I just, I, I hated her so much. Yeah.
0: She cause... definitely got hers. <laughs> Even though it, it's sort of like you replace one bad angel with, like, a worse angel, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, it, that's the thing, is there's always a worse <sighs> angel.
0: There always is. And you think you've hit the bottom of the barrel, and then you're like, oh, wait, we've resurfaced. But, well, and this is the season <laughs> where I start to question, what is the difference between an angel and a demon? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah, I think they share non-humanity and that kind of makes them make choices that you sort of understand where you're like, yeah, I could see from your perspective where that sounds like a good idea, but it is the worst idea ever. It's sort of like that lack of a soul plagues them both, like plagues both demons and angels. It
1: does, and the angels also have a lack of guidance. Like the demons at least have Crowley. Yeah. Which is i guess a good thing for them
0: <laughs> sort of in an organizational way in an organizational
1: <laughs> way but in heaven like nobody really knows who is in charge yeah and nobody's known that for millennia mm-hmm. really because i can't remember when the last time they saw chuck was like a long time because i think if i remember right Cass has never even met him mm-hmm. or doesn't remember meeting him which you know he's pretty fucking old so
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: <laughs> so i mean how long have they been leaderless mm-hmm. and with all this apocalypse stuff coming up with the winchesters repeatedly over and over again they're, <laughs> they're all starting to jockey for position and i think it just shows like and then there's some angels who are very ambitious like mm-hmm. zachariah and naomi and then there's others who are just kind of there
0: like poor samandriel <laughs> poor samandriel i feel like he is the epitome at this point of, he was so cute. He was so cute and he thought that he was doing right by his people. people being a loose term for those of the same celestial species as you. Um, but you can really see in him like how angels were built to serve and they weren't built to question, they were built to follow. and when there's no leader, that goes so bad. like that just it it rots. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible. And I think that's where I actually have to give props to Lucifer because (laughs) he created, like, a whole race of rebels, you know, in, like, demons and all of that. But you at least see where they can kind of get along with business as usual and maybe don't always need a leader because Crowley kind of goes, like, back and forth with being the leader. Oh, Crowley. (laughs) But you really you see them at least like they have a, they're almost not as bad as the angels. Like you, you find more redeeming qualities in the demons than in the angels most of the time. I feel
1: <laughs> like it goes to the point of you expect a demon to be bad. You mm-hmm. expect a demon to kill you because yeah. they're they're upfront about it.
0: You're like, hey, I understand where but, you're coming from. <laughs> but there's an
1: angel, and you think, oh, the angel's here to save me, and they're like. <laughs>
0: no yeah actually i don't give a crap about humans you're discussing yeah we hate you actually
1: <laughs> what yeah it's like okay well that, that's a bummer <laughs> so i feel like the angel arc this season was yeah particularly my favorite and, and at the end it did not go well for them
0: no they kind of screwed themselves over like kind of in the most epic way yeah
1: they all got booted out of heaven <laughs> I think that's a little bit of a whoops yeah (laughs) um and you know
0: again it's poor Cass who thinks it's all his fault Mm -hmm. yeah he takes on a lot of responsibility for stuff that he really couldn't control like it's not his fault he got brainwashed and wiped and it's not his fault that he is part of a race of jerks you know, like, none of that is really due to any choices that he made. Right. And that, that makes me feel bad for him because he struggled with this, like, since we've met his character. Well,
1: that's the thing is, and I was going to say that's another reason I picked him for my favorite story arc, is because at the end of this season, he's human, mm-hmm. which he's never dealt with. Yeah. You he's... I mean... He's slowly becoming more human mm-hmm. the longer he's on Earth. That's just, like, how angels work. But this is, like, he lost his grace to fucking Metatron.
0: Another dickish angel. They're just, they're, they're, they're full of them. Like, all, I mean, honestly, all the angels. And, and,
1: you know, Metatron ends up being a villain later. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, this also is, like, there's a lot of Cass beating himself up in season 9. So it's, like, it, I, I agree. It wasn't his fault but. Also, kind of was. So, <laughs> for I mean, he just kind just of just because he's he always wants to believe the best of everybody, mm-hmm. which is his downfall, yeah. as Samandriel says. Castiel always had too much heart. Yeah. So,
0: well, and he thinks he can save. He thinks everyone's redeemable and savable. And, I, you know, causes
1: a lot of tension with the Winchesters because they're like, bro, <laughs> stop trying to save <laughs> everyone. Can you Please stop what you're doing. Yeah. Um,
0: Sometimes angels are just dicks. Him not withstanding. <laughs>
1: yeah. The exception being, well, he's done some dickish stuff in the past but again with the best intentions
0: yeah yeah which is more than i can say for many of the other angels i think they would like to say that they have the best intentions but really i think that's why the other angels go back and forth on whether or not they
1: like him Mm -hmm. so yeah um anyway so what was your favorite
0: (laughs) episode season my favorite episode this i mean it was a an episode of uh, a season of really good episodes it was it was it's
1: hard to pick
0: yeah we got a good mix of like main story moving forward and like cool monsters of the week and interesting callbacks and returning characters and like that's all great my favorite episode i think is larp and the real girl you think i think like it's just it's the one i want to go back to and watch even outside of like a season rewatch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's so just fun and it's got Charlie in it, which I love. I love Charlie. You know, and it's... Minimal murder. Yeah. I mean, it, there of course there's murder because that's what gets the Winchesters involved. <laughs> you know, they show up because of a murder, but it's fun to see them show up and hey charlie just like happens to be there and like then all this hijinks ensues of course she's the queen of the nerds (laughs) right it makes complete sense for her character and of course bad shit happens around her because she's like a magnet for crazy supernatural nonsense so (laughs)
1: that's true um
0: of course it was her
1: this is like I'll pick a different episode just so we can talk about another episode, but, like, this one's one of my top ten for the series.
0: Yeah, it's a great episode. It's a brilliant, like, 40 minutes of TV. It
1: is. It's so fun. It is, and I like it because you get to see the Winchesters have fun Mm -hmm. at the end. And, I mean, you get to, I think, take a peek into who Dean might have been. Had he not been a hunter, I feel
0: like he still would have been into LARPing. I think he would have been a big nerd. (laughs) Bless his heart, he would have been a nerdy mechanic. Oh yeah, nerdy mechanic. Um, who cooks? Who cooks? Yes, he likes to barbecue and like dad sandals and oh also maybe practice sword fighting in his spare time. I'm down with
1: that, absolutely. But I thought it was also, I like when he was kind of like, oh, this is so weird, and then he was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> I want to do this. And he got to be the queen's page boy. So Mm -hmm.
0: in some really bitchin like costumes, there were some really awesome costumes for this. Like, yes, we saw the the goofy like LARPer, you know, Mm -hmm. with the beanbags and all that. Like we saw that kind of side of things where it just looks like from the outside in, you're sort of like, what is happening? Yes. (laughs) But Dean had some pretty bitchin armor yeah he did the chain mail and the leather like that was pretty awesome and um I love Charlie's outfits as like the queen I mm-hmm. thought that oh man the costumes in this episode were, were choice fantastic.
1: it was wonderful well and I like that it's always Dean calling Sam a nerd <laughs> and Sam's the one who's like I, this is really dumb I don't want to do this and so he goes to the gamer tent just mm-hmm. to get some Wi-Fi because his hair isn't picking up Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah. It's the past, man. It's They're the moon door. The magical hair of <laughs>
1: Sam Winchester cannot get Wi-Fi this time. So, I don't know. I just, I like to see them have fun in this mm-hmm. episode, too.
0: Yeah. And I liked the little callbacks, like, where the other LARPers immediately recognize their, like, FBI shtick as, like, cosplay they were like, dude, <laughs> mashup is like next month or whatever. Like, they immediately were like, y'all are fake. I love when other nerds pick up on the fact that they are totally fake. Totally. It's great. Yeah, I, just those little touches from like previous seasons because we saw that in the book episode and like just those mm. little things where they're like you're not real, at away your badges <laughs> and they're
1: like this isn't even the right whatever.
0: Oh man, that kind of stuff is so great when someone sees right through their con and they
1: don't know what to do because they're just so <laughs> their confidence is so solid most of the time and then they're like oh shit like. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And they're just like,
0: oh, yeah, mash next month. <laughs> Never mind. We know the queen. Anyway, yeah. we're here to save you. So <laughs>
1: it was great. Excellent episode.
0: It's a wonderful episode. It's the just everything about it is great. I feel like it really cements Charlie as like the little sister. Oh, yeah. Two, you know, they kind of bond over everything nerdy yes but like in this case they really bond they save her they save her kingdom it's all very like epic and she brings something into dean's life that he never thought he needed it's very sweet you know and poor poor charlie is just trying to like piece her life back together much the way that many people whom the winchesters have touched are just trying to like get on with their life and just crazy stuff just keeps happening to her. Bless her. She is wonderful about the madness that surrounds her every time the Winchesters show up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even though they interrupted her fun time with the fairy lady.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Which can I say that her costume was like amazing. Yes. That the skull with the antlers mm-hmm. and the, the, the um the hood, I mean that was a gr- like a cheap way to do a really great like mystery villain mm-hmm. that turned out not to be a villain at all yeah because it wasn't her fault again like we There's get a lot that, of that going around yeah There's a
1: lot of hey it's okay it's not your fault
0: mm-hmm. and we're not gonna punish you for something that's not your fault right I appreciated that I loved the cameo I kind of I love that like Charlie is sort of Still, just trying to get like what she needs for her life amidst all the madness. She's like, I hooked up with a fairy, you guys. Right? That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that was adorable. Oh man, it was a great episode. Just, yeah. it's wonderful. It's, I, I could watch it like all the time, even outside the rest of the. I feel like you should. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really liked, I'm not going to say it right. Oh, the one we can't pronounce.
1: Hunteri Heroicity? <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever. It's the cartoon episode. Um, I liked it because it was hilarious, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of sad, um, which I feel like Supernatural does those types of episodes incredibly well. Yes. Where you, you laugh and you laugh, but if you stand back and you look at like what's actually happening, it's it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so sam and dean and new hunter cast have you know <laughs> he's gonna try he's gonna he's gonna try <laughs> he's made a choice um you know they're they're gonna go help this uh nursing home that's having or like this city that's having a lot of issues with like people dying <laughs> in like really cartoony ways
0: you know, sometimes an anvil hits you and you get squished flat. It, I guess it happens, right? <laughs> That's not I, really weird.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, but I thought it was again a testament to the writers of the show that they're eight seasons in and they came up with this really clever idea of mm-hmm. like to me, just supernatural and cartoons never really went together, but they will go again. They will go together again later, mm-hmm. but this i thought was really interesting um because i couldn't guess how it was being done like i was like that's a really weird witch that like loves the looney tunes <laughs> how is what, that possible yeah, what are like what kind of creature can can do this mm-hmm. and turns out it's a former cartoonist psychic guy who just loves cartoons and he's got alzheimer's and one of the um orderlies i think it mm-hmm. is or doctors or somebody somebody at the nursing home is taking advantage of it and using him basically to rob banks yeah and things like that um so in that regard it's incredibly sad because it's this elderly guy is being taken advantage of and mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't again he doesn't know that he's doing this
0: it's not his fault yeah he's the unwitting tool in like the nicest way not yeah. in like a jerk, like you're a tool way. Yeah. He's the unwitting tool of someone else's evil agenda, mm-hmm. which is, oh, that's just so sad. And it
1: continues the theme of this isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is using you. So that would be, i say that must be like the thing this season. Is somebody's <laughs> getting used and it's not their fault. Yeah. Um, But outside of the sad part of the story, I just thought it was really entertaining. It was a new kind of like I don't want to say villain but like a new kind of thing that they like they hadn't mm-hmm. faced anything like that before and I also like that they threw in the humor of like when Dean tries to use his gun it, sh- <laughs> it shoots out that flag that says bang on it or you know there's actual anvils falling out of the mm-hmm. ceiling and, and they're like Cass can you pick this up and move it and he's like hey, fucking. or the the black hole through the wall where you can like run through it but only until it closes and (laughs) and then I I liked that they also the Winchesters have seen enough cartoons that they're like okay we like we can kind of figure this out Mm -hmm. Um,
0: (laughs) we're the cartoon experts yeah we had no childhood but boy did we watch a lot of cartoons so much Roadrunner
1: (laughs) so I really liked this episode because it was it was different and then again it wasn't a anybody's fault Mm -hmm. other than that doctor but you know they they have cast wipe away fred's memory so that he can't hurt anybody else unwittingly like no one else can harness his power Mm -hmm. and and do these things again so that was pretty sad then too yeah so i liked i liked that episode a lot as sad slash hilarious as it was
0: yeah on first like glance that is not one of my favorite episodes i'm kind of like i'm always like oh that one is just so but you've actually made a really good case for it i'm like okay now i appreciate it more (laughs) storytelling it is it's good storytelling i the shtick is a little much for me but it's supposed to be because
1: it's a cartoon
0: yeah it's appropriate to the episode um and i i have a new appreciation for it so thank you for that
1: (laughs) you're welcome um were there any other episodes that like stood out for you?
0: I I think in the it's another episode that I don't love like as what it is because it's not like inherently rewatchable. I'm not like, "Oh my gosh, I have to rewatch that episode." But in the in the light of like episodes that do something new, mm-hmm. Bitten was a really That was really, one I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Like it it was their found footage episode and okay. I I pre- it, Like, that is a genre of horror that has persisted no matter how many times people have tried to stomp it out. So you want to kill it with fire. <laughs> yes. You know, so many found footage. Movies and, like, episodes of TV and all that kind of stuff. So Supernatural did one. And I don't love it because I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's like a werewolf episode. And I'm like, eh. um, But... I appreciate that. I like when we get to see the Winchesters from a third person point of view from someone like outside of their lives, oh, yeah, you know, and they kind of like, they did it with a humorous twist with the ghost facers and their like episode in the house and like hell house and all of that. Like that was done in a funny way. Like, look at these crazy freaking like ghost hunters that <laughs> these guys are so close. yeah. And this was a different version of that. Like we see it from a, we see them kind of show up and like be involved in the story, but from a third person perspective, which I really thought was cool. So I can appreciate it for what it is, even though it's not one of my personal favorite episodes. They did a lot of experimental stuff this season. That was pretty cool. They did. I,
1: I really liked it. And I also liked that, um, Yeah, it like, they were barely in it, Mm -hmm. honestly.
0: They got a week off. Yeah, they got a week
1: off. I wonder, like, yeah. They went out and worked on their tans. Yeah. Um,
0: You did notice that there was a lot of bronzer. There was a
1: lot of, either a lot of bronzer or they spent a lot of time doing yard work in Texas. I'm not really sure. Yeah,
0: something was going on. Something.
1: But this season, the Winchesters have a tan. So.
0: They're very, very bronzed. They're very bronzed.
1: Um. I, but, yeah, I liked this episode a lot because it was, again, very different for mm-hmm. them. But they did the found footage in a way where I wasn't annoyed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, like, ugh, like, eye-rolling found footage. Right. And they didn't overuse the shaky cam. I think they used it appropriately. Yes. Which thank is, you. Which is hard. Yeah. That's a hard balance to strike when you're doing, like, the found footage, POV kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the shaky cam gets overused looking at you, Cloverfield. Ugh. And... <laughs> You just end up not really knowing what's going on. And I think they saved it for like the really sort of intense parts Mm -hmm. of the episode, which I appreciate the, from a filmmaking or like TV making standpoint, the restraint with which they use the gimmick of the found footage. I think that they put it to work appropriately. They did. Um
1: And I also thought it was, again, another instance of a monster where she was just doing her own thing. Mm -hmm. And then bad things happened. And at the end of the episode, they decide, well, it wasn't really your fault. Yeah. Again, it was not your fault. Mm -hmm. So they let her go.
0: Very surprising.
1: Very surprising.
0: Given what happened in heart... Way back when, Ugh. extra surprising.
1: Don't sleep with Sam. That's what I learned. <laughs> That's how she
0: survived. She didn't sleep she... with Sam. <laughs> Good point.
1: She didn't sleep with Sam. Good job. Good job, Kate. Because, <laughs> like, that always turns out bad. Yep, that
0: would have been the kiss of death for you. But you didn't. So even being a werewolf, you got to live. Just don't fuck up. Just... just
1: literally (laughs) you know or they'll come Um, back for you yeah so yeah i really like that episode and then because uh, there's so many things that happen this season (laughs) so So many many things things. we gotta talk about the men of letters situation um they move into the men of letters bunker Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is now it's been their home for now five years yeah as of season 13 which is pretty cool because finally our heroes are not homeless mm-hmm. or as close to homeless as they could be
0: they're not living out of their car and hotel rooms yeah. they have like their own space mm-hmm. that they don't have to drag around with them everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah where they don't have to change the oil in it um
0: baby gets a rest I'm- she gets, has a home. She gets a home too. It's so fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's but beautiful. I loved the, the arc of the Men of Letters because, I mean, that's, again, an ongoing story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opened up, like, all these new opportunities for the story and for the writers. And it, again, shows us more about characters we've been following for years mm-hmm. now. And we've got more backstory on their families.
0: Yeah, yeah. We We spent... So many episodes and so many like mini arcs, learning all about Mary's family and the Campbells. And we'll continue to learn more about them in Mm -hmm. the future as well. Like it's they put so much focus on the sort of hunter side of the family. And now we realize, oh my gosh, the other side of their family was important too. We just never knew, like we assumed John was like the yokely, like (laughs) good boy that got kind of thrown into this whole world.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the impression that I got from it was, mm-hmm. I mean, well, my, uh, honestly, the first impression that I had was neither Mary or John knew any about anything yeah. about any of this. Um, but then after what happened to Mary, John was like, oh, my God, there's this whole thing. This, I got I got to fix this. Turns out.
0: Little did he know. Little did he know.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was descended from basically the Watcher's Council
0: yeah yeah i mean pretty much yeah and it's cool to me that the like badass hunter guy or the guy that we assumed was the like badass hunter that got like thrown into it he's the legacy of like the bookish like scholars Mm -hmm. of the supernatural and mary who we thought was like the you know like the smart one and like the good one she's descended from like the smash and bash like at least from the Men of Letters standpoint, the smash and bash like hunter. Mm-hmm. The the sort of like soldier that just does what they're told it's because like they're dumb.
1: Really weird Romeo and Juliet situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the, the men of letters view the hunters mm-hmm. as like blue collar idiots who, yeah, they're all they're good for is killing stuff.
0: Yep. They but don't really understand but anything. They don't understand
1: anything. <laughs> but then the hunters are like, oh this fucking like men of letters are like up in my business they're not doing this they don't mm-hmm. know yeah they're, they're the nerds sitting around with their books all day <laughs> mm-hmm. and
0: ask them to fight and they don't know like they know how to use a weapon because they get trained on how to use a weapon
1: but they don't ever have to do it mm-hmm. yeah. so it's it's one thing to be able to do something in theory or to be able to do it to like a punching bag but mm-hmm. where there's an actual vampire there most of them would die
0: yeah they understand the disciplines but they don't practice them and the hunters may not understand I mean like maybe Bobby and Garth like aside may not understand like all the book learning but they know how to get shit done and save people Mm -hmm. and that seems to be something that the men of letters were not super interested in when they were kind of at their height it doesn't seem like they were trying to save people Mm -hmm. it seems like they were trying to be important and like learn the mysteries of the universe but people were out there dying and who were the ones that were saving the people that were dying it was the hunters yeah so i think until fabulous dressed abaddon came a knock in and like decimated them we didn't really i mean there's a reason that we and john didn't even know that they existed right he had no idea you know, and that's kind of cool to kind, to bring in that, like, fresh story arc mm-hmm. that has lasted whew, a really long time and is very, like, a deep story that we're still kind of, like, trying to figure out.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean, they don't know it yet, but there's other branches. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's – it's huge.
1: It's, like, a global – thing from Mm -hmm. my understanding there's well at least two
0: countries involved yeah (laughs) um, it it seems like it's a hogwartsy type thing it it does where they're like kind of everywhere you just never see them yeah yeah um and i thought it was also cool they got to
1: meet again another grandfather Mm -hmm. um i liked henry a lot yeah it was pretty cool
0: he's i mean for like a nerdy like kind of traumatized (laughs) person that never thought that he would have to deal with all this crap because he thought like, again, he thought his life was set. He's got a lot in common with Kevin in that sense. He just didn't get a chance to really experience what happens after the fallout of a demon attack. But um, he was looking for John and I'm so glad he did not find John. Thank goodness. So your son is (laughs) kind of an asshole. (laughs) Well, and I feel like John would have been like, what? What are you talking about? Like, he's too hunter no, to really... No, would not have gotten along. Yeah, like, he he's too much. But having the balance of Sam and Dean, where, like, Sam pretty much is a men of letters. Like, he has that kind of impulse, that streak in him mm-hmm. before he even knew mm-hmm. about his heritage. He was the sort of men of letters-y type guy, mm-hmm. even though he didn't know it. And so it was Bobby... Like, even yeah. though he didn't know it it's just so cool to like see that taken to its extreme and then put it face to face with like <laughs> here's Sam and Dean your grandkids that you never met and oh they're hunters which is something i think he really was not expecting no like that it seemed to upset him a lot it did a lot but yet if they weren't hunters what they were trying to do would have never happened like everything would have just gone to hell, literally. Mm-hmm. And Abaddon would have reigned probably still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they needed that like hunter balance between like the Men of Letters and the Hunters. And I feel like that's what makes the Winchesters so special. Chuck, you were oh, thinking about it.
1: He was ahead of his
0: time. From the very beginning, he knew <laughs> that like the only way to save everything was to get a line of hunters to, like, intermix with a line of men of letters and create, like, the wonder of Sam and Dean. Which we knew back when the angels were like, y'all were destined to be born. But this is, like, a whole other spin on that. It was so clever. It was.
1: I, and I, I really like Abaddon.
0: She's a badass villain.
1: Um, And I liked that they were stepping up their demons. Because... Mm-hmm. We're used to Crowley, and he's not ever really been evil. evil. <laughs> yeah, like he is. He's just like kind of a, he's like that guy on the corner who's trying to sell you mm-hmm. stuff that he stole from the pawn shop. I, I don't, I don't yeah.
0: know. He's a salesman much the same way that Naomi is a corporate, like, shill. Yeah. They kind then, of balance each other well in that sense. Yeah, and
1: the other demons are
0: henchmen. Hmm. Um,
1: it's. Yeah, so when they, yeah, I was like, yeah, well, unless you bring back Lucifer, you got nothing for the mm-hmm. demons and they're like, oh, here's this thing called the Night of Hell. Mm-hmm. And here's why they haven't been around and all this kind of stuff. It was I thought it was really great. Yeah. And she's just
0: fun. She's I mean, like for an evil character, like as a villain, she is joyous. <laughs> she's so fun she is i loved her clothes i loved her fashion sense i loved her like sense of humor i i love that she chose to inhabit like a 1950s like classic kind of female like person yes and then she just turned it like right around on its head and was just she's so modern but with like the you know fifties hair and the fifties dress, like She's I just loved of, it.
1: Kind of rockabilly ish, mm-hmm. which I'm into. I love
0: that stuff. So yeah. hmm. it was so fun. She's a great character. Like they yeah. they did a really good job setting up some really badass female villains. They did. That are very um, different. Yeah,
1: they're they're very different types. You've mm-hmm. got one who's an angel and one who's a knight of hell. So.
0: But they're both really cool. But like,
1: both, yeah. They're
0: really good storytelling vehicles, and they are different. Because we've had so many, like, m- men that were big bads, and, like, all the archangels were inhabiting men, except for that one time Raphael was a girl. Um, <laughs> you know, like, we've had so many guys. I feel like we haven't had a true female big bad since Lilith.
1: I don't even really count her very well.
0: She was kind of I mean, just... She was kind of... Like, Ruby, but then we found out that Ruby was, like, oh, no, wait, it was Lilith. Oh, no, wait, it was actually Lucifer all along. Yeah. This is different than that.
1: And Meg ended up not being a villain through and through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and we'll have more lady villains later, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. who are also cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, And lots of them are redheads
0: for some reason. <laughs> they have a thing.
1: They have a thing. Um <laughs> But no, I I really liked Abaddon and Naomi for this season's Mm -hmm. villains. And then we also got introduced to next season's Mm villains.
0: So many, like, it's like the big bad rolled over so many times.
1: Metatron. Who admittedly i liked him at first
0: because
1: i, I did too when he when he's just the, he was the scribe of god and mm-hmm. he's a guy who like sits around in a big room full of books all day i was like oh man i'm all about that
0: <laughs> you're like a guy that loves to read i am down well, plus <laughs> it was um, curtis uh armstrong? armstrong Yeah. and
1: who doesn't love curtis armstrong mm-hmm. i yeah.
0: mean, well and he felt like a rebel angel at first at first he you did. know like you felt like he got a raw deal. He loved like you kind of bought the whole story. Like, oh, I love humanity. Humanity stories are like what I was made for, and like that's all I wanted to do. And I got crapped on by everything that happened to me. He was playing the "it's not my fault" mm-hmm. game, and I bought it. I don't I did know too. if it was like the the theme that recurring theme of the season that made me buy it or if it was curtis armstrong's little face that made me buy it i don't I know it was a
1: combination of things because and and i'm a writer so i was like oh that's so cool there's like a, there's a writer an angel, angel. there's a writer angel and, <laughs> and i could understand why he was bitter of like i mm-hmm. had to tell all these other stories but i could never write anything for myself or yeah. that kind of thing and i liked that he was kind of struggling to tell a story mm-hmm. but i fell for it me too line and sinker i didn't blame Cass. i didn't blame sam and dean that they were like yeah okay cool and then (laughs) later it was like oh what a
0: dick Mm -hmm. yeah oh he turns out to be one of the worst i think like on my list of people that just give me like the creepies he's right up there oh yeah and that just makes me so mad that i liked him at first
1: me too (laughs)
0: manipulative writers that's what it is Mm. he is like the embodiment of the manipulation of the writers it's very meta it is
1: it's very Mm -hmm. um trying to think oh uh when you talk about garth
0: oh garth
1: because i love him forever (laughs) um but the reason i wanted to talk about garth was i'm trying to remember which episode it was i'm scrolling through this um when they meet up with him and dean gets really pissed off Mm -hmm. um which i thought was really nice nod to bobby um so basically garth is the new bobby which is cool with the hat and everything (laughs) which is cool except dean is like take off the hat you're mm-hmm. not bobby and quit saying balls it's not funny saying, man <laughs> it. like because i mean that's basically dean and sam's dad mm-hmm. and, and the it, pain
0: is so fresh
1: it is and he's like you know it's cool that you're in charge now but you're not bobby
0: figure out and your own way to be the hunter yeah, like um, go to
1: that was the name mm-hmm. of it. um and i thought it was interesting that in this episode there's the specter Mm -hmm. um with the penny Mm -hmm. and if you touch the penny then you want to get revenge and everything and it does not affect garth because he's so fucking mellow he's the best (laughs) that he's just like yeah i don't feel the need to wreak revenge on anybody even though dean said all these terrible things to him Mm -hmm. and hurt his feelings and everything he's just like yeah whatever (laughs) he doesn't Um, hold a grudge he just doesn't hold a grudge i i really liked that of all the hunters who could have stepped into being bobby it was garth Mm -hmm. because yeah he he's got like the calm level head but he's also like the person you wouldn't expect because he's like such a thin gangly (laughs) nerd kind of dorky guy (laughs) yeah yeah bobby was not those things Mm -hmm. so but i thought it was really cool and i liked that we know he's up to something in the background at all times, and so they'll call him every once in a while later on and touch base with Garth. Mm-hmm. And so I just liked that he went from being some just, like, kind of weirdo character with Mr. Fizzles.
0: <laughs> like a one-off, like, oh, this other hunter that's, this, like, like, weird. This, <laughs> weird other
1: hunter that you wonder how he's not dead yet um, becomes, <laughs> like, the leader of the North American mm-hmm. hunters. Yeah. So... I thought that was pretty cool.
0: It's awesome. We get extra like bonus character growth from yeah. everyone.
1: We do. Um, and I feel like it also like kind of taught Sam and Dean something about like, yeah, this guy doesn't hold a grudge and like maybe we shouldn't either.
0: Mm-hmm. They can, they can take a little bit of Garth with them.
1: They, they need a little bit of Garth in their life. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's got a different way of orienting himself to the horror that they face in their life. Mm-hmm. And Maybe that's why I love him so much is that he can like experience the same kinds of things that they experience and, you know, like cut off vampires heads and like Mm -hmm. later on some other stuff happens to him, but he seems to just kind of roll with it and be like, this is my new normal. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do this.
1: He's probably one of the healthier characters, (laughs) right? (laughs) to be honest, which is weird, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I I liked that that he came back and he comes back again later. Mm-hmm. So he he pops in and out of the uh the supernatural yes. universe.
0: He's the hunter that hangs around and I appreciate that because I love him. Yeah. I love him
1: too. <laughs> um I think aside Winchester's aside, he's probably probably my favorite mm-hmm.
0: hunter. Yeah. Oh, hands down.
1: Which is hard to say cuz I do love Bobby.
0: Bobby's cool, but he's a little angry for me. Like I understand the anger, but I like
1: that he's like the cranky old man <laughs> next door. I, I miss Bobby. Yeah, but but Garth is just so. I think another reason I like him is he's just not what you expect. Like hunters are <laughs> big burly men, <laughs> or like really scary badass women. Not some guy that you would probably pick last for dodgeball. It's
0: mm-hmm. I mean, unassuming. And yet a badass. I know. In his own special way. Love it. Oh, Garth. I love it. I appreciate him. Um,
1: so at the end of this season, the angels fall and we've got our new villain lined up, Metatron. Um, and we've still got other people running around doing evil, bad things. Yeah. There's a so. lot of
0: factors.
1: As much happened in this season, it's set up for so much more to happen <laughs> it's in true. season nine.
0: It's true. It's true. So, yeah. Uh,
1: overall, what was your impression of season eight?
0: I think it. we're still in sort of a transitionary period mm-hmm. between the first five seasons and, like, the jumping off point of where we are now. Like, you can kind of see it in hindsight, mm-hmm. in retrospect, like how much work there is to be done to get us from like point A to point like Q where we are now. Yeah. Um, but I think this season did a lot of heavy lifting pretty well. I would give it like a solid three and a half, three, three and a half, um, whatever um, improvised purgatory weapons, yes. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, and seeing how many threads they sort of started this season that carried through makes it more impressive upon rewatch than it was initially.
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree. I feel like this time they were finally like, okay, we're gonna be back next season, mm-hmm. so let's <laughs> let's set this up.
0: Yep, we got to put
1: some stakes in the ground, and like <laughs> they did it a little bit in season seven, mm-hmm. but also season seven could have been the end yeah but this is like oh like there's so many things that happened just in that last episode that oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i I need answers
0: um (laughs) made you want to come back and i did and and we both did we both did (laughs)
1: um i agree though i'm gonna give it like a i'm gonna give it like a three and a half it's not your faults um
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you're not the villain here, <laughs> because they
1: had a lot of really good episodes. I also really liked everybody hates Hitler.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they had they had a lot of good episodes, and we had some female villains mm-hmm. and some time travel and all yeah. kinds of good stuff. So I thought it was really good. I think I think the reason I didn't give it more was there was so many things going on. agreed. That yeah. at times was like, wait, Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that is what's going on. Okay, mm-hmm. I, like I had to, almost needed a chart of who who knew who and who knew what and who was backstabbing who and
0: <laughs> who was revisiting from a previous season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've seen that guy before. Yeah, it was
1: it was a lot, and I mean, I enjoyed it because it was so jam packed. But it was almost like, whoa! I don't think you could fit anything else in this. Mm-hmm. So I think if they would have dialed some storylines back just a tad. I would have given it a higher rating.
0: Yeah, I agree. We didn't even like really get a chance to touch that much on Purgatory or Benny or like any, I mean, just so much happened this season. I mean, if we'd really talked about everything <laughs> that happened
1: this season, we'd probably be, we'd here, be for here forever. Another
0: two hours. Seriously. I'm sure. Well, and I think that's one of the other things that I didn't love is that we know that there was a year gap Mm-hmm. between like the end of last season and this season wherein Dean was in purgatory for at least part of that time and Cass was in purgatory and the whole th- stuff with Benny was going on and Sam had Amelia and the dog. Oh, the dog. I and- didn't even get to talk about the dog. <laughs> we didn't even talk yeah. about the dog. Um, dog. the dog. Cute dog.
1: Extremely cute dog. Not so much Amelia, but I like the dog. Yeah.
0: But I feel like they ended up having to employ a lot of flashback
1: It was disorienting
0: to fill in like all of that stuff and be like, here's everything that we aren't showing you in present time, but it's important to the present. So we're going to show it to you in like retrospect. And uh, I think I could have done without that particular narrative device because it just added more into a season that already had so much mm-hmm. like it felt like you could have almost taken the season and split it into two seasons and it might have flowed a little bit better yeah that was a little much for me the flashbacks were one of the things that I was just like hmm, okay I see where you needed this device but like At least some of
1: them were color coordinated yeah
0: yeah which you needed it's very gray yeah everything's a little washed out and blood looks really cool in purgatory it does (laughs) i will say that and they had the like the sexy dirt going on a lot yeah they did kind of borrowed from like walking dead and yeah yeah. like all that was it was all used very well sexy time in purgatory (laughs) it was used very well but that, that was even further, like, wait, what? Oh, we're in the past. Like, okay, when was that versus when was this? Like, mm-hmm. they kind of tried to tell the story of the escape from Purgatory at the same time that they were dealing with Sam and Dean, like, disagreeing mm-hmm. because of everything that happened in Purgatory and everything that happened while Dean was in Purgatory. It was a lot. All yeah, at the same time.
1: It, it was a lot. It was like
0: Flashback Central.
1: <laughs> there, there were <laughs> so. times where... I really didn't know it was a flashback, especially Sam's, mm-hmm. where you were like, wait, why is he carrying a dot? Wait, what? I don't- <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. So overall, that was, it was good, though. And I think it set up really great for season nine. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So uh, what are we going to talk about
0: next week? So we are going to see Ocean's 8. Dang. The girl power smash hit of the summer is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited
1: yes let's go commit a heist
0: yes well and hopefully nothing bad will happen right because it's an oh. oceans movie so everything will be fine
1: no i'm excited because it's got <laughs> it's got mindy kaling in mm-hmm. it which I fucking love mindy <laughs> so that's excited and um exciting
0: i got there's rihanna sandra mm-hmm. bullock anne hathaway, anne hathaway helena Bonham carter like the list is just wild yeah. for it's... this
1: i'm pretty excited I mean, I'm going to be honest. I really liked the Oceans movies before. Um, I think it's a little weird that he had a sister we never heard about. But, okay, I'm going to roll with
0: it. Stuff, right? You had a crazy life. Yeah, so we're going to go see that.
1: uh, (laughs) So go check it out because we definitely need more movies with, you know,
0: women in Mm -hmm. them. So go watch it. Kick-ass female cast. I'm excited.
1: Yes. So (laughs) until then, uh, enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye.